Welcome to Hit The Real, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and I am an avid fan of fantasy football. Uh, and this week I am joined by my uh, friends and co-host and the man that's probably more into real football than I am into fantasy, Jesse. How you doing, Jesse? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, a bit skeptical, though, because... I've played fantasy football with you before, and I can tell the viewers firsthand that Michael was not super into it. So, <laughs> well, I think that I think that's because it wasn't up the right. It was it wasn't in the right wheelhouse for me. Um, that was the wrong fantasy. Yeah, wrong fantasy. We're not talking about that uh, a, a glorified uh, spreadsheet. Um, make believe digital stuff we're talking about something very different when i say wow. fantasy i'm talking like uh dwarves and elves and lizard men and rat men uh playing a uh, more brutal mash between uh rugby and american football so something a little less nerdy then i mean <laughs> i think equal parts nerdy but also less nerdy too yeah you're right wonderful wonderful our, our friends will be glad to hear it yeah and and just because i love rubbing it rubbing it in every single time um we played uh fa like fantasy nfl football in high school right i think it was our what junior or sophomore year it was um and you guys roped me in and we we did the draft and everything else like that and i got a player on my team and I, I think i played like the first two weeks or two or three weeks or something like that and i was really into it uh, and when i say really into it i mean i just kind of did some stuff and one of the players had a buy and i was told to take him off uh my team if he had a bye week so i because he wouldn't score me any points so i put him on his the bench you took him out of your lineup i did my lineup okay see i don't even know the terminology for this yeah. um and then I proceeded to stop caring after that point and left him on the bench the entire rest of the season. Um, so he wasn't scoring me any points whatsoever. And that player turned out to what, who was it and what happened to that player? Just so I can rub it in again. So I'm pretty sure it was 2006 and that was the year LaDainian Tomlinson won his MVP award. And for those who don't know, uh, who don't watch American football, Ladanian Tomlinson is, was a running back on the then San Diego Chargers, and he had one of the most ridiculous seasons ever for a running back. In a good way, right? Like an and amazing a, season. Yeah. Yeah, like he was the number one player that season. And he sat on my bench the entire season. <laughs> and it infuriated us to <laughs> levels that were previously unfathomable <laughs> for years i've been wanting to send that story in to like some of the fantasy guys on like espn or nfl or whatever and i've never done it but i might do that now because i think a lot of people would just find that completely completely hilarious and they would probably <laughs> laugh at us so i mean i think i think it would be pretty funny yeah but, but yes, uh, listeners, that's what happened. And I thought Michael would never play fantasy sports ever again. 
and I guess I'm about to be proven wrong. So, yeah, like I said, uh, it's just the right, I just had to be the right kind of fantasy. So, uh, this one, uh, the game we're going to be talking about, and the one I play uh, kind of frequently, off and on. Um, I, I participate in some leagues. Um, I'm even looking at getting into the tabletop version of this as well. Uh, is a game from uh, Games Workshop, uh, which is a British-based company. Uh, and some people might recognize the name from previous podcasts. They're the people that have uh, put together the uh, Warhammer, uh, also the Warhammer 40K universe. So that name might be perking up in your mind. Um, but this game is called Blood Bowl, um, and it's a miniature board game. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I I have a feeling it's not a game kids should be playing. Oh, oh, no, 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 definitely not. Um, I mean, it is rated uh, M for Mature, um, the video game version of it, which is what I, I, I play pretty consistently. That one's a lot easier to get into just because it is digital and we can play, you can play online with other people. And there's, you know, you don't have to do as much math and stuff like that which is always nice um but in the game some of the mechanics that are in there are uh like players can die uh you players can be killed on the pitch quite consistently i think the last league le uh the last league we played in um we had i think it was around eight or so deaths um i want to say that's right uh over the course of like uh quite a few i think it was uh we did it over six weeks um, or so. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So people die. Uh, people get, like, injured all the time. They have to go back out on the field uh, after the, you know, they do miss a game. We do, you know, it's nice. But um, they, it, it gets pretty graphic. Also, the uh, cheerleaders are scantily clad. Some of the teams are scantily clad as well. Um, yeah. Well, that, but, can be, that can get some other people excited, too. <laughs> Yeah, actually, uh, we're, ju we're jumping ahead. But uh, the last league I played in, um, I actually, some of the other guys in my uh, board game group were playing it online. And they were wrapping up a league. And I made a joke that, um, oh, we should bring back uh, one of my Norse teams, uh, which I <laughs> named uh, pretty much all of them as nicknames for uh, a penis or a dick, uh, essentially. So they are all like um, cop, uh, cock gobbler. Uh, <laughs> um, what was that? Shoot, uh, lap rocket, uh, red rocket, uh, uh, heat seeking missile. Like it was just like that. Like I was just a joke because it's, you can name your players. It's a fun thing to do in Blood Bowl. Uh, it really gets you invested in them. Um, especially when they die it's really devastating or they get injured uh and so i made a joke i was like oh when you guys play the next round like let me like i want to bring this other team back and the commissioner for our group was like oh hey why don't we just do a champagne room uh league where all of the teams will just be uh different types of innuendos and it was amazing everyone did such a great job on it so uh, I, like i said we're jumping ahead so I'm going to pull us back from that before we get too far into that. And I'm going to quickly talk about just because I like to always give context for what these things are. And I always love like learning where things come from. Uh, so I'm just going to quickly talk, if you're okay with it, Jesse, on like kind of the brief history and origins of Blood Bowl. Yeah, I, I think 
we'd all like to know what started this crazy game. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Games Workshop, like I said before, uh, they're the ones that put this game out. They have their Warhammer Fantasy setting, uh, which is a tactical tabletop game uh, set in kind of a more brutal Lord of the Rings is like the best way to, to like simplify it. And okay. that's kind of the, the, the setting. Well, Blood Bowl is actually an alternate reality similar to that. But instead of everyone fighting giant wars to the death, everyone plays Blood Bowl to like decide disputes or figure things out. So okay. the game itself uh, was started in uh, 1986. Uh, the first edition uh, was a game that was sold as kind of just a tabletop game, a box game. Uh, the first pieces were actually cardboard with illustrations on them. Um, only later did uh, one of their subsidiaries that kind of does more specialty models uh, came out with actual metal models, uh, and that was the first edition. And then there was a few editions over the next few years after that, up until they kind of discontinued the game in the, the early 90s. And there were still some avid fans out there. Like, people kept playing this even after uh, they kind of discontinued the whole Blood Bowl stuff. So there was still people playing it, um, into the early 2000s. Well, people were still really passionate about it. So what happened was, is that uh, a game company made a uh, video game for it, Blood Bowl, the first Blood Bowl game. Um, and everyone loved it because it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, it was really fun to do. That uh, was in like 2004. Um, was the one that really kind of rose to prominence. It had several different expansions. It brought in a bunch of different teams and people loved it. And Games Workshop being, you know, the giant conglomeration that it is and a money grabbing business that I do not believe in their practices whatsoever. And I hate them, uh, except for the wonderful worlds they build, um, <laughs> was like, oh, people love this game and they love the second game or they love the Blood Bowl 2 that came out we're going to reintroduce everyone to the tabletop game so they can play the video game in real life. And so they've recently come out with a new edition of it um, with new rules and kind of updating a lot of stuff and actually putting some passion into it, which is really nice to see from them. And then uh, fun too, is that there's going to be a blood bowl three video game edition coming out. Uh, it was supposed to come out in 2021, but pandemic. So everything's mm -hmm. messed up. And they have it slated for uh, 2022 as it currently stands. Uh, they recently had an open beta, I think, or it was a closed beta. And I saw some footage from it and it looks really rough. So I'm hoping it's, I, I, I hope they're going to keep it in the oven longer so that it comes out. It'll be nice and nice and hot. I mean, that can be good, but I've also played some hot games that were not so much fun, Michael. So be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like the very brief history of Blood Bowl. Um, the game itself, like I said, it's a miniature games, it's tabletop or the video game. It's just the same kind of concept. You have different characters or positions on the field. Uh, everyone has stats um, and the stats usually break down into, and this is kind of a shift. The newest version of it kind of expanded out some more stats. But the older versions, you had movement, which was how far you could move, uh, your strength, how strong you were, uh, your agility skill, how 
agile you were, uh, and then your armor value. So essentially how, how hard it was to hurt you. Um, and the most recent iteration of it, the new 2016 on uh, rules has added something called passing, um, which is a skill specifically for what it takes to pass the ball. So you have these skills and people have different levels of skill and teams inside of the, the, the Blood Bowl game have different avenues. So you can have like the Wood Elves are really good at passing. Like they can get a what's called like a one turn uh, one turn touchdown, which is really hard to do because uh, the field is very large. Uh, most players can't get all the way across the field easily, but the Wood Elves are really good at passing game. Whereas the Chaos team is really good. They have really high armor. They're a really brawly team. Uh, they get access to special skills that allow them to be able to knock people down better and injure them. So bunch of different spectrums on the teams where you can you know decide what you want to do and play those types of games and so okay yeah it's kind of all it's kind of fun and cool like you can play different stuff so fucking elves man they would be good at passing those oh, oh yeah no it's uh <laughs> they have so there's uh several different elf versions there's high elves uh the elf union uh dark elves uh and wood elves i think that covers all the elves but yeah they all i i i hate elves they're nice and squishy which is nice so that's kind of your trade-off right if you're really good at one thing you're probably really bad at something else like most things but the elves are really squishy which is always enjoyable when i i usually play bashy teams because i don't want to think about passing it's just so much work um so i just like hitting things so i yeah. love playing against wood elves because i might lose the actual game but I might actually win the war because if I can knock out or kill or injure most of their players, they might not be as good in the next match type stuff. So, yeah, they, they kind of sound like uh, the Denver Broncos most seasons. <laughs> Start off okay and man, not so great by the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I can talk about more of the uh, skills that you can do, uh, or we can talk about some teams if you want to talk about some teams, and then I can kind of go into skills inside of those. I, I think you have to talk about the skills now because I'm curious to hear what other teams might be good at. So Yeah. So uh, your skills are broken down into kind of a few categories. Uh, you can have general skills, agility skills, strength skills, passing skills, mutations and then kind of your weird uh side category that's just extra skills that kind of fall in weird ways um so some of the cool things i i i love playing chaos uh teams and um other teams that have access to the mutation skills so in the chaos in the warhammer fantasy setting chaos and other type things uh, mutations are kind of a big thing so you can get things like uh extra arms so essentially your character grows another arm and because they grow another arm they're better at picking up the ball because that makes sense right absolutely yeah 100%. so then that, this is the cool thing too is like especially for the mutations like extra arms uh horns which makes you better at blitzing somebody because obviously you're ramming into them with horns um you can actually model those on your tabletop version and in the video game when you 
pick one of those skills, your character actually shows up with those things. So uh, another fun one is uh, you can get tentacles, um, which essentially is a very strength-based one, uh, where if someone tries to dodge away with a character with tentacles, they have to do some rolling against strengths. And if the character that's trying to dodge away doesn't exceed a certain point value, they don't get to move away and they have to stay there because they got grabbed by the tentacles. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Logical. Yeah. Uh, some other things is like uh, for mutations, you get a, a second head, which makes you better at dodging because like one head could be looking one way and the other head could be looking the other way. Um, and yeah, so I mean, those are some other ones. Uh, some fun things too that are kind of uh, out there is, again, this is a fantasy game and it's really weird. But you can get people with secret weapons on the field. Has that ever happened in a real uh, football game, Jesse? Somebody just shows up with like a chainsaw on the field or a bag of bombs or a, 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 a knife just to stab somebody, to your best of your knowledge? I mean, I can't recall that ever happening on the field, but I'm sure... <laughs> There's been a game in Philadelphia where all of those things have been in the stands. <laughs> fans, so, yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, in Blood Bowl, um, there are refs. Don't worry. There are rules um, that people have to follow. So uh, you can get things like secret weapons. One of its big teams is the Goblin team, uh, who are a bunch of little 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 goblin, goblins. Um and how they make up for being little, small, stunty dudes is by having um, two big guys, which is a term for a position in the, the Blood Bowl, which are trolls um, for their team, who can pick up small little goblins and throw them, uh, which can be utilized as either an attack if you're trying to hit somebody, or a goblin that's holding the ball, you can pick him up and throw him. Um, and that's uh, they, they have the right stuff, is what it's called. It's that special skill that allows them to be picked up and thrown. Um, because that's what you need, the right stuff. And the goblins also have... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also have, like I was saying, the chainsaw. They have some uh, characters that have these types of secret, quote-unquote, secret weapons. Um, it's funny they say secret weapons, but then you like look at it on the field, and it's like a guy just like a, a little goblin holding a chainsaw that's probably twice the size as he is. And it's like, how, how, can, how is that a secret? Like, everyone can see that. But... It's Blood Bowl, and everyone likes the death and destruction of it in in universe, so they're okay with it. Um, and so, so not uh, too far from the real NFL, then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we pay. Yeah, they pay they pay lip service to like, oh yeah, no, you can't hit that guy too hard. Um, right. Yeah, I don't think though you can bribe uh, refs in Blood Bowl um, when something bad happens because you can um, you can do a few different things, so you can. Uh, obviously, if you attack somebody with a weapon, uh, that's fine until the, the the drive ends. So until somebody scores or the half ends, uh, then the ref goes, wait, hold on. That's a giant chainsaw there. You can't be on the field. Um, and then they get thrown off unless you bribe the ref. The ref. And there, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. But if you bribe the ref and they're like, okay, yeah, I'll take the money. And then they'll let the player with the secret weapon stay on. So that's kind of fun. I bet I'm. I bet that's happened in the in the NFL before. What? What? Secret weapons? Bribing? Bribing. Bribing. I, sir, you're, you're talking about a league with integrity above all else. Ha ha. So <laughs> definitely has never happened. Yeah. 
no, definitely not. Um, so that's kind of the fun stuff. And then some of the skills you can do are, um, just more of the generic stuff really starts getting into more of the mechanics of the game, past mutations, past those, uh, extraordinary skills. Um, you can do things like, um, when you're throwing a block in the game, you roll a special dice, right? Uh, and on that dice, uh, there is a few different faces that mean different things. So if you roll a dice and effectively it's a one, uh, there's like a skull on it. And that means you as the attacker go down. So you attack the guy and the other guy knocked you down and your, your block didn't work. Um, okay. Another one is uh, there's push, which just means you push the guy that you're blocking. Um, there's one called defender stumble, which is like, uh, like a player down and only difference is, is that instead of it just being a player down, uh, or the person that you're blocking, uh, you can sometimes only push them depending if they have a certain skill. Uh, there's another one called both down where essentially you both hit each other and you both fall down unless you have a different skill. Uh, and then there's just player down, which is just usually the best one. You always like seeing that because it just means the other guy goes down. You don't have to think about it. But there's a lot of different skills like block prevents uh, both down. So if you roll a both down or a both down get rolled against, gets rolled against you, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to worry about it. Your guy just blocks and you're all good. Or dodge makes defender stumble just turn into a push. So you don't get knocked down if you, as you normally do if that happened, you just get pushed back unless you have tackle, then when you do that against a guy that has dodge, it doesn't matter. And so you still get, they still get knocked down. So those are like some of the more mechanical stuff. There's stuff for kicking, there's stuff for kickoff returns. Uh, there's stuff for uh, kind of uh, one of the fun things is dirty player. Um, what was that? Uh, the old video game that we used to play all the time that I actually enjoyed. That was a football game that was on the 64 uh, blitz, right? NFL blitz. Yeah. So, you know, after, uh, after a drive or whatever, you could like run up and jump and like body slam the guy on the ground. Yeah. And you can knock players over who are standing and give mm -hmm. them some elbow drops and stuff. Yeah. And I, you could injure them on the ground after that with doing that. Right. So I don't think you could injure players. Okay. Maybe in other versions, but if mm -hmm. we're talking the very first one that we played most of the time, then no, I don't think you could. Okay. Well, the cool thing about Blood Bowl is you can foul players on the ground. Um, ah, well, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you have skills that like help you do better at that, uh, like um, Dirty Player or uh, I think it's what, Foul Git. Um, you get to do like you essentially get to you while a person's on the ground, you essentially stomp on them and you get to see if you get to hurt them. You don't have to do as much work for it. Uh, you can pile other players around to get like bonuses and things like that, which is a lot of fun. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty fun little thing you get to do. And then uh, sometimes the ref will notice if you roll uh, doubles on the, if you're trying to break their armor, you roll two dice. If you roll doubles, then the ref notices and throws you off the field <laughs> or you could bribe them <laughs> or, you know, hit them with a bribe, hit them with a bribe. Uh, so, yeah, so that's like some of the stuff you get to do. It's fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. There's uh, pass or there's the agility ones. So you have like dodge. So you're better at getting out of uh, tackle zones. Uh, if you're standing around a guy, you have to roll to get out of a guy's tackle zone, which is the 
squares directly around him um, and just makes you better at that. And then you got things that allow you to uh, run slightly further. There's these uh, infamous in our league. Um, you have your movement, right? So you have six inches or you have six squares of movement. Well, almost every player has an additional two moves of movement that are called going for it, which means that if you want to go seven or eight movements on your turn, you can do that, but you got to roll a dice. And it doesn't sound too bad, especially when the dice, what you have to get is essentially a two up, which means anything but a one. Okay. But I can tell you how many times we've uh, we've been playing this game or I've played this game or I've seen other people play this game and they'll go for that going for it role and they'll get a one. And then they'll like, oh, well, OK, I'm going to reroll because you can do that. You can buy rerolls in this game. And so I'm going to I'm going to pay. I'm going to do a reroll for this. And then you re-roll and you get another one and your player goes down and you get a turnover and it sucks because your your turn's done now. Uh, well, there are some things that let you do better at that. I think that is one thing this game and American football have in common. It sucks when your turn is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so the kind of the basic structure is, is that there's um, each team in a half gets eight turns. Uh, you play, you move all your, you can move all of your players or none of your players or half your, whatever you want to do on your turn. You essentially get to move all your players together. Um, you can move them up to their movement distances. You can get them in base contact with other, uh, with opposing team players. You can set yourself up for blocks. Uh, blocks can only happen if you're standing already next to somebody. Um, with a few exceptions, there's some rules in there that change it up. Uh, a block is how you knock somebody down, and that's where you get to roll the uh, attack dice, and that could be one of those uh, faces I talked about earlier. Uh, if you knock a player down, then you get to roll against his armor. Uh, you have to be you have to beat his armor, and if you beat his armor, then you get to roll on an injury table. Uh, most injuries are um, just simple uh, knockdowns, where you essentially on your next turn you get to t pick that player up. Uh, they lose they lose three movement, which isn't so bad for you know, terrible. Uh, some players lose all their movement because of that. Uh, then you can get a stun, which means you're out for two turns. Uh, you can get a knockout, which is not great because you essentially get taken off the field. You uh, don't get injured. That's the concussion protocol now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you say that, but they're essentially there until uh, the drive ends uh -huh. and then they can come back. Um, and so oh, they get that knocked that that happens too. So. Oh, that's oh that ha okay, so it's we're, real world. We're okay, speaking cool. the same language. <laughs> um, that doesn't seem healthy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, someone can get knocked out, they get taken off and they'll come back. Uh, then you can get an injury roll. Uh, sometimes injuries can just be like badly hurt, which is fine. They just get off, they're just off for the rest of this game. They'll come back next game. Uh, then you have injuries that are like smashed jaw, broken leg, um uh, shattered femur. I don't know. Let me see if I can pull up the Ouch. entry table, but there's like a bunch of different ones and they do different things that like um, can affect your players. So sometimes when they get one of these injuries, because it's something that happens, they have like a lingering injury, they'll like move slower or they'll have one less armor or the next time they get an injury roll, it's actually worse because of what happened before. And then the uh, ultimate injury in blood bowl is death 
you can kill players in this game, which is a tactic for many teams, is just to kill the uh, the opposing I, team. Well, yeah, that doesn't seem very sportsmanlike. Oh, it's very sportsmanlike. It's it's <laughs> it's definitely uh, what you need to do. So, okay, okay. hold on here. I, I found the list. So it's uh, badly hurt, broken jaw, broken ribs. Uh, a bunch of these are just missed next game. Uh, damage back, uh, niggling injury, add adds one to any injury rolls that happen again um there's another one smashed knee then there's like smashed ankle lose a movement smashed hip lose a movement uh fractured skull lose one armor uh broken neck one lose one agility um and then smashed collarbone is like lose one strength and then death happens uh one uh, <laughs> in between 61 and 68 on a roll so Broken yeah. neck and only minus one agility. Man, these they're a lot tougher than the NFL guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is pretty impressive. Uh, they, they, they they get through a lot, uh, especially when we, if we want to start talking about the teams themselves. Uh, some of these teams are pretty terrifying. I would not want to be a Blood Bowl player. Um, yeah, I, I'm ready to hear it. Okay, so uh, I'll talk. I'll just kind of list off some of the team names and you tell me if you want me to talk more about one because like uh, there's quite a few of them and there's a lot to get through. Um, right. But some of the name or some of the teams we have, we have uh, Blackworks, uh, Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegades, Dark Elves, Dwarfs, uh, Elven Union, Goblin, Halflings, Humans. Oh, okay. Halflings. <laughs> Playing football. Come on, man. That, oh, that, God, they're good. Okay, good. This is a really good team. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I kind of talked about it briefly before. There are positions, okay, in this game. And so you have each team has – there's no, like, set standard for, like, how many positions you have, like how many linemen or how many uh, throwers or catchers or how many you get of those type of each one, right? So okay. each team kind of has a different breakup. And – most every team in Blood Bowl has something called a big player or a big guy um, that are like huge, really big. Um, and most teams only get one with the exception of a few halflings, goblins, ogres. And then I can't, I think there might be another one. Snotlings. That's another one, but we're talking about halflings. So halflings uh, are your, think if the hobbits in in uh in in um tolkien's uh world okay yeah were grosser rowdier um fatter more obscene that's what a that's what a warhammer fantasy halfling is like basically if they were just hanging out in that bar in the shire and just drinking all the time instead of working and doing anything else yeah so pretty okay. much it they're they they love eating their uh team's generic uh symbol is like a fork and a knife there's actually a mechanic that you can do before a match you can buy some extra skill or extra equipment quote unquote uh you can okay. like buy a wizard because it's fantasy of course you can buy a wizard um, you can buy some extra players as mercenaries. Uh, you can buy some Budweiser babes, which uh, help you get up off of a knockdown. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that an official sponsorship? Uh, 
or what? No, Bloodweiser. That's what it is. Okay. That's what the official. Yeah, yeah. I was say, wow, Bloodweiser. No, yeah. Sorry, Bloodweiser, babes. Uh, let's let's hack this guy's fucking head off with a chainsaw, and then we'll <laughs> knock back a few Budweisers. Sound good? Yeah. <laughs> they probably wouldn't enjoy that. Mm -mm. The but, Budweiser might be even worse than yeah. the first part, but mm. I digress. <laughs> But one of the cool things is that with the halflings, you can buy or anyone can buy this uh, extra kind of team uh, equipment, which is called a halfling chef. And what a halfling chef does is that on a roll uh, on a um, drive, uh, I think it's at the beginning of the half, you essentially get to roll some dice and then you get to try to steal your opponent's rerolls. Like you just steal them away from them and they go to your team. And that really sucks. Not having rerolls in this game is really it. It hampers a lot of decision making and choices that are made. And the cool thing about the halflings is that they get to buy the halfling chef usually, which is I think three hundred thousand uh, gold. They usually only get they get to buy them for like a hundred thousand gold. So it's actually pretty manageable for most of their teams to be able to do that. So they just buy that and then steal away rerolls from you. Oh wow! How rude of them. Mm -hmm. so this is the new and i'm going to talk about the team now itself and kind of break down on what they actually do uh this is the new stuff this is like the 2020 stuff this isn't uh what's in the game uh the blood bowl 2 game itself just if anyone wants to pick up the game and they're like this doesn't make sense this isn't what michael talked about um so the positions that you have for your halfling team you can get zero to 16 16 hopefuls is what they're called um they've got they cost like three, uh, 30K in gold. Uh, they have movement of five, which is a little bit below average. Uh, their strength is two, which is really below average. Uh -huh. um, they have agility of plus three, which is essentially, oh, it's, it's pretty okay. Uh, passing is not super great for them. Armor value is seven, which is really bad. Um, then they have dodge the right stuff, which is that, uh, that's the thing that allows them to be picked up and thrown. And they have stunty, which makes them because they're really small, right? They're stunty. They're harder to hit and uh, are they're harder to hit, but easier to damage. Um, and so they got that. Then you have hefties, which are, you know, slightly more expensive, uh, pretty much same uh, stats across the board, except they have like one better armor. Uh, they have fend, uh, which essentially prevents when someone like blocks you and pushes you. Um, you have this mechanic. If you hit somebody in the game, you can do what's called a follow-up. If you hit them and then push them, you can follow up and move into their spot so you can kind of get some positional movements. Uh, Fend stops that from happening. So it's kind of a nice thing because essentially uh, it's harder for people to put blocks into you if you're not right next to them. And then you have catchers. Pretty self-explanatory there. They are uh, pretty much the same as the hopefuls. In stats-wise, they cost 5,000 more than the uh, hefties. But they have a uh, sure foot and uh, catch and sprint, which means they can run better slightly. And then the cool thing about the uh, halflings past they are able to, like their really gimmicky stuff past the chef, is they can buy two big guys. And the two big guys they can buy are arguably some of one of the better ones in the game, which are called tree men. So essentially Ents from Lord of the Rings. They can buy two of those guys. <laughs> oh. I guess someone's on their side now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because like, so that's kind of like the way they play it off. And so the, 
wood elves can also buy tree men, but they only get one. But tree men are beasts. They cost 120k. Uh, they have terrible movement though. They only can move two. So if you knock a tree man down and he stands up, any movements he does, he has to do a going for it roll. So they're really hard to move. Um, they have strength six, which is monstrous. Uh, I think the average is usually in that three range. Um, their agility terrible because they're a giant tree. Duh. Uh, their passing terrible. They're a giant tree. Duh. Uh, their armor, though, pretty realistic. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're keeping realistic here with treemen and other things. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. But the hard thing, though, is that they're armor 11. So they're really hard to actually if you can knock them down, because uh, when you're throwing blocks, you got to take into account strength. Uh, you can pile more guys on to try to, like, get better dice rolls. Uh, but even if you do knock them down, they have armor 11, which is really hard to crack to injure them to get them off the field. Uh, they have stand firm, which means they can't be pushed around. Um, mighty blow, which means they hit you harder. Uh, strong arm allows them to pick up their, uh, sorry, strong arm allows them to throw better. Uh, they can pick up their teammate with throw teammate. And then they have uh, thick skull, which makes it essentially they don't get knocked out as easily. Some of the things, though, is when you have big guys like this on every team, they're really good, like with stats, they're really strong, they have a lot of really useful mechanics. But every one of the big guys on any team has some sort of kind of counter to why they aren't as good. So the tree man has something called take root and timber. If a tree man gets knocked over, uh, they have to essentially roll to get back up. And if they get knocked over, they have the opportunity to take root. Even if they're moving, they have the opportunity to take root. Where essentially they can't move. They get stuck there and, are, and take root into the ground and don't move for the rest of the, the, the drive. They're just stuck in the center of the field. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it can happen. Uh, sometimes it's not really great. It's, it's really funny when it happens when you, you got a big guy that does a bonehead or really stupid or a wild animal uh things like that and then you're like ah oh, god i needed you to do something right now and now you're not doing it because you're just standing in the middle of the field you idiot i hate you so much so that's the tr that's the halflings uh they essentially really small most of the most of the team's really small running around being annoying dodging out of things uh one of the big tactics uh one of our actual friends in our group uh, that we play with actually she runs treatment pretty consistently and she's pretty good at it from my understanding uh, but she picks them up and then like throw she'll like have a halfling pick up the ball and then walk over to a tree man the tree man will pick up that halfling and then throw that halfling further down the field and even though you throw him and he's your teammate, sometimes it doesn't always work out uh, sometimes they'll get thrown like right into the ground right in front of the tree man and get injured Sometimes they'll get thrown all the way down the field uh, and scatter off and still get hurt. Uh, sometimes they'll go exactly where you want them to and still get hurt. And then every once in a while, they get thrown exactly where you want them and land perfectly fine and are able to actually continue their drive if you play it out right. So it's kind of a fun mechanic. It's a little weird. Uh, they're one of the more gimmicky teams, kind of interesting to work around. Very slow, very fragile, very weak. So, Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean that got again, gotta keep it realistic here. Yeah. Um, so that's halflings. I'll, I'll keep I'll go down the list. We can always go back if you want me to talk about another one. Um 
yeah, humans. Yeah. yeah, so we got humans, which is just your bog standard humans. Uh, imperial nobil no imperial nobility. Um, corn, which is a, a demon team. Uh, Lizardmen. Uh, necromatic horror. Uh, Nurgle, another demon team. Okay, uh, necromatic horror. Did I catch that right? Yeah, necromatic horror, horror, like the the uh, like a uh, scary. <laughs> oh, horror. Wow. Horror. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, this game isn't beating around the bush, is it? <laughs> but I feel like you have to talk about that one. Yeah, absolutely. So the necromatic team. Uh, they are what I mean, they're like your classic uh, wet, gross, um, European undead uh, monster horrors. Um, so you can have zombies, which are dirt cheap at uh, 40K. Um, not really good at uh, movement. They're, they have three strength, which we talked about is kind of average middle road. Agility is four plus, so they're not really great at dodging. They have no passing skill whatsoever, so they can't even pass the ball. Um, their armor value is six or sorry, is nine. That was their armor value is nine. Um, and they have this one trait called regeneration, which is kind of nice. Um, if they get injured, which is most likely going to happen because they always get stuck into dumb places, uh, cause you don't care about them because they're really cheap. Uh, if they get injured, they can actually regenerate and not get hurt. So essentially their injury role can just go away if they regenerate, which is super cool. Oh, uh, well, that's fucking bogus. I mean, it's kind of nice because it's, you know, if you lose it, it's like, oh, well, the player's not dead. Because that's the thing. You only get so many players. Like, most teams, like, only can field, uh, especially if you're starting out a new league, like, maybe 12 players. And you need to have uh, 11 players on the field. So it's kind of hard to sometimes feel like you actually have enough to play a game um, if one of your players gets even knocked out for a round. Uh, that's actually... Like I was saying, that's one of the big tactics in when you're playing against people is to be like, oh, um, I'm going to knock one of your guys out or I'm going to try to knock as many of your guys out so you are less efficient on the field. Um, so it's nice to be able to pull somebody off the field when it's in zombie. Um, next is uh, your ghoul runners. Uh, 75k, uh, movement 7. They've got 3 strength, so average again. Agility 3+, plus, which is really nice. Their uh, passing is 4+, plus, which is pretty okay. Uh, armor is not super great at eight, uh, but they have dodge and they're your runners for this team. So they, you, this is the person you give the ball to and they like kind of weave in and out and kind of get down the field for you um, and kind of move the, they're their ball movers. Um, next you have your wraiths, uh, which are for those that don't know, a wraith is like a uh, kind of a pumped up zombie. They're uh, kind of skeleton like also kind of undead. Um, yeah. They're 95k, so they're you're getting really expensive here. Uh, six movement, so they're pretty good at movement. Strength three, again, pretty average. Three plus, not so bad for agility. No pass. Armor value nine, so they can take a hit. They're your, they're more of your blockers, um, and uh, so they have blocks. So they, they're your blitzers. They're the guys that you send off to go throw a block against somebody to mess them up, and uh, they have. Uh, foul appearance, which makes things around essentially if you try to, to throw a block into them, you get disgusted by their appearance. And sometimes you can fail actually throwing a block into them, which sucks. <laughs> um, they have no hands, which means they can't actually pick the ball up whatsoever. Uh, yeah. They have regeneration and they have sidestep too. Sidestep just allows you to kind of step out of the way of people or move yourself differently. 
I, I'm trying to think of an ugly pass rusher slash blitzer from the NFL, and I'm coming up short. All, all I really got is a bunch of fat guys. So, <laughs> I mean, that's the Nurgle team. Then, if you were talking about them, Nurgle's like a bunch of fat guys, but they're they're also like decaying and gross and like bloated and pussy. So, uh, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, everyday life for, you know, a big fat lineman. So Exactly. Uh, the next one is your werewolves. Um, werewolves are 125K, so they're the actually most expensive player on the Necromatic team, but they're solid. Uh, movement 8. Uh, strength 3, they're okay. Um, agility 3, still pretty okay at picking up the ball. 4-plus uh, okay. for passing, so not super great at passing. Uh, the necromatic team is not really big on passing games. They're usually big about like the uh, rush type game where they pick up the ball and run it or the running game. Uh, average uh, armor values nine is pretty good, but they have some really cool things where they have claws because they're werewolves. Duh. Um, but when a player has claws, if they throw a block into a player and they do knock them down, uh, instead of rolling against their normal armor value, they roll against essentially a set fixed armor value of eight. So it's, they need to get an eight on two dice to break their armor no matter what. So even if they have 11, if they're that treeman that has 11 armor value, they just need to roll eight and they're going to break it every time. So that's really nice. They also have frenzy, which um, is a skill that I love a lot. Um, I'm actually looking at picking up the corn team, uh, which is kind of a demon team. And they have a lot of frenzy, which essentially means that you throw a block and then you have to follow up. If you push that player, if you got a stumble or a push or something, you have to follow up. And then you throw a second block into that same player if they're still standing. And you have to follow up on that too. So essentially you can push the guys really hard. Um, and werewolves, uh, other friendly players, uh, wolf varners, uh, from the North's team um, have this tactic where you can, what's called surfing a, uh, a player. So in Blood Bowl, if somebody gets knocked off the pitch, they don't just go, oops, I got knocked off the pitch. I'll just get back on the field. No, the fans beat them up. <laughs> so it is like Philadelphia. But... Yeah, exactly. It's like Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if a player, a player can get knocked off the pitch, they essentially get beaten up. They get taken out of that. Uh, drive um, some they don't necessarily automatically get hurt um, but they can for being from being beaten up by the players so I like frenzy because you can really you can get some weird maneuvering going on with frenzy players and it's really easy to surf somebody off the side of the the field with a frenzy player um, and then the last position that the necromantic team has uh, is flesh golems um, they're kind of the stand-in for their big guys this is one of the teams that doesn't have like a dedicated big guy they're still pretty big. They're still strength four, which is still pretty high. They have pretty good armor value. Um, they're 115, so they're not the most expensive. Um, but they have regeneration, stand firm, and thick skull, which is similar to what the treeman had, but without uh, with with no real downside past that they move slow. Um, so okay. that's kind of some of the cool trade-offs is that some of these teams have like really deep rosters with very specific players for very specific roles. Uh, some of them have less uh precision teams where it's just like maybe they only have three positions and it's just like your basic lineman a blitzer and a dude that hits things hard like that's it <laughs> yeah i i can think of a few guys like that too um so i i've chosen two just based off of the 
the names that amused me. So yeah. I think you should pick one more, Michael, and go through the list and then okay. decide what would be most unique for the for the audience here. Oh God, man, that's really hard. Oh shoot. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you put me on the spot. I think you should be on the spot a little bit here too. Okay. Join. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm. Can I do two? Because I want to talk about one of my favorite teams that's separate yeah. than just one of the goofier teams. Oh, uh, all right. All right, cool. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the Skaven. Um, and uh, can if, you repeat that for me one time? Skaven. S K A V E N. Skaven. Skaven. Yes. Sounds like a kind of angsty DBZ character. <laughs> I mean, angsty is not terrible. Uh, so what the Skaven are, are essentially giant rat men. Um, they're humanoid rat people. Um, okay. They live in sewers uh, in the Warhammer fantasy setting. Uh, essentially, they like they have giant entire massive cities that live under entire human cities without anybody knowing uh, they're in the dark. Um, they have giant tunnels. They battle a lot with dwarves and stuff like that. Um, so they're really conniving and sneaky. Uh, they backstab. Um, they have a lot of other things where they do. Um, they're kind of technical, uh, technically advanced, but they also do like weird experiments on, on, uh, other rats. Um, it's, a, I love the faction itself. It's a really cool interesting faction um they have slaves that are like just low level dudes that don't really matter um then they have like higher upper level like massive warriors they have ninja rats um they're, they're a very cool faction in the fantasy setting um which then is kind of brought over here into blood bowl uh they have your just they're just called linemen so i know some of the other play teams we talked about just had like something like like hopefuls and zombies but your linemen are your bog standard they're a lineman they're uh, it's a rat that costs you uh 50k they have moving to seven which is pretty pretty good uh their strength is three which is okay their agility is three plus that's pretty okay their passing is at four plus it's pretty okay your armor's eight that's okay they have no other skills whatsoever so i mean it's literally just here's a dude on the field who's gonna be help by helping my guys or be a hindrance by getting in the way of your guys like that's pretty much their job okay <laughs> then you have uh the skaven thrower and the thrower is really cool uh because most of the time in, in blood bowl 2 they're actually like i said they're kind of their tech is weird um and the throwers essentially have like an arm cannon uh they have a their arm has been potentially removed and a like steampunk-esque device has been affixed to it and now they pick up the ball and they like shoot it from a cannon to essentially shoot it out um this is why they're really goofy and fun i mean uh, that sounds like something you'd see in a mario sports game yeah exactly yeah so it's a similar type thing but like i feel like in a mario sports game that's just like kind of an ability they get for like a few moments these guys are always throwers that's what they that's their entire life now is that now they just have an arm cannon uh attached to them so yeah 
Uh, they're 85k. They have movement seven, which is all right. Strength set three, you know, three plus. Uh, passing is two plus though, so they're really good at passing. Really, really good at passing. Um, yeah, the Skaven um, are one of those pass uh, like throw uh, throw uh, throwing teams. Um, with the next player I'll talk about here. But then they get like their special ability is pass, which just means you're better at passing, and sure hands, which means you're better at picking up the ball. So throwers are real important for the Skaven team. You pick up the ball, they throw the ball to the gutter runners who are the next team or the next member on the team. Uh, and gutter runners are your like n- ninja rats. <laughs> uh, they like hide in shadows, they run through gutters in major cities and like steal things and stuff um, in the fantasy lore. And in Blood Bowl, they have movement nine, which is huge. They are so fast. They're, this is another one of the teams that can do like a one-turn touchdown. Um, so they can get a guy downfield. They can get one of these kind of rudders downfield because he also has a two-plus on agility, which means he just needs to essentially roll uh, anything but a one in most situations to dodge out of a situation. Uh, he only has two strengths, so he's not very strong. Uh, his passing is four plus, which is not very good. And then his armor is eight, which is pretty bog standard for the Skaven. So he's not super hard. He has dodge as a special special skill, so he can dodge out of stuff. But pretty much your entire goal for a, a Skaven team is the thrower gets the ball, downfield, catches ball, runs in for touchdown. Um, and because leveling up in this game kind of happens off of successful throws, uh successful touchdowns and successful injuries um gunner runners can get super overpowered very quickly because they're always running the ball in and getting a lot of uh experience that way sure um yeah then you have your blitzers uh which are uh, also called storm uh storm vermin uh sometimes they have uh they cost 90k so more than a gunner runner more than everybody else but that's because they're pretty pretty strong um, they're really good. They're, they're your blitzer, right? They're the guy that does the blocks. They're the guy that's trying to help open that pathway for the gunner runner to be able to catch the ball. So they're pretty good. And then the last team, uh, the last member is a rat ogre, which is really fun. So a rat ogre is one of those experiments I had talked about before with the Skaven. And essentially it is a horrific abomination of Frankenstein-esque uh body sculpting where somebody essentially took a normal rat and then just like shoved it with like uh warp crystals which is some sort of like green uh radioactive type crystal in this world uh extra muscles other animals other rats and just like shoved it and stitched it all together and now it's this giant horrific abomination um and they're the big guy for the Skaven, and they're the Rat Ogre. So they have uh, they're 150k, so very expensive. Their movement six. So they're not they're they're pretty fast for a big guy. Most big guys only have like five. Uh, their strength is five, so pretty damn strong. Um, agility four, armor nine plus. Uh, but some of the cool things they have is, and this is where you get into the big guys, where there's pluses and minuses. They have uh, frenzy, like I talked about before. Uh, they have mighty blows, so they hit you harder. They have prehensile tail, which essentially uh, makes dodging away from them harder. But then they have two things called animal savagery, which is uh, essentially if they aren't throwing a block or a blitz, essentially if they're not trying to hurt somebody, they have to roll uh, a four 
a three plus so they have to get a four five or six on a die or they just stand there and they just yell angrily um if they're throwing a block or a blitz then they get to do a two plus which is nice um but they just stand there if they're dumb because they're just a giant animal and then they have something called loner which really sucks is that if you want to do a reroll with them because say you're a giant rat ogre you're like oh i need him to go kill this thing so i'm going to go have him blitz it and you say all right rat ogre go uh Professor Radigan, I think, is what one of my friends called his rat ogre. Uh, he's like, go, go kill that thing. And then it goes, okay, cool. Well, I rolled a one, so I'm a savage animal and I'm not going to do anything. You're like, all right, fine. We're going to re-roll this. And then you re-roll. And before you can actually do a re-roll, you have to roll a loner, which is a four plus. So you roll the four plus, And if you fail that, then you waste a re-roll and your rat still stands there angrily. And you just go like, well, cool. Now it's a turnover. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, everybody's favorite. So that's the Skaven. They're kind of a fun, goofy team. Uh, they're really uh, very fast. They have cheap uh, characters. They have access to mutations, which is really nice because you can do some of those cooler things like tentacles and claws and uh, extra arms on stuff. And then, but their thing is they're just real fragile and they uh, kind of develop one sided in the sense of like you're gutter runners are really overpowered okay so that's them the last team i want to talk about is my favorite team and the one i'm currently pl- i currently played and i play pretty consistently in the blood bowl 2 um which is uh norse um norse is pretty much vikings <laughs> like that's that's it you know it's it's vikings um wow they they really thought outside the box there yeah <laughs> i know right um and so the, I love the Norse because it's kind of funny because the Norse in Blood Bowl 2 and the old editions um, pretty much wear just like loincloths and that's it. That's really it. Most and they have helmets too because you got to protect the skull. No concussions. Um, and that's pretty much that the only armor they wear. So they have very bad armor all across the board. Most of the team has like armor seven, which is terrible. Uh, and um they have and this is the old version there's the new version i'll talk i'll touch here in a second it's got some differences um but essentially you have your linemen which is your basic guys um 50k movement six strength three three plus average uh four plus uh pass eight uh in the old game it was seven uh, armor in the new one it's eight armor um and they have block though and this is a big thing about the norse they have block we'll come back to that in a second uh then you have your throwers you know they do that they throw the ball you know six armor six strength uh three agility three passing so they're slightly better at throwing the ball their armor value is seven cool uh they cost 70k they have block and pass uh then you have your catchers uh or your runners in uh the older version because they kind of changed some of the names up um runners are um movement seven so they're slightly better at running they can move one further. Their strength is the same, three. Agility, three. Uh, their passing is not super great. Their armor is seven in the old game, eight in the new game. But they have block and dauntless. Dauntless <laughs> is cool because essentially if you try to throw a block into a stronger guy, you can roll some dice, potentially get to make your strength equal to his. So you can actually take down some pretty big guys potentially with a, a runner, which is really nice. Uh, then you have your blitzer who is movement six, you know, same 
same stuff across the board as like a lineman pretty much for stats or a runner, but they get block frenzy and jump up, uh, jump up allows you to essentially jump up from the ground. You don't subtract the three movement. And you can also, if someone's standing next to you, you can stand up and throw a block right into them. So they're really fun. And they have that frenzy thing that allows you to push. Now, the cool thing about that is every basic, uh, player on the Norse team has block, which is a super great skill to start out with. Cause essentially it means it's harder for your guys to get hit down and it's easier for you to knock down other players. So that I love the, I love the Norse because starting out, they're a pretty good team in a new league. Um, as time goes on, they start losing their gas cause they're really weak and people start leveling up to be able to take them out pretty easily. But they also have, uh, their last two kind of positions are the wolf of owners, which are like werewolves, but like werewolves light. Um, and they're kind of the this interesting fill where they are still kind of blitzers, uh, similar to the berserker, but mm. they are have strength four, so they're slightly stronger, which is really nice. And they have slightly better armor, and they also have frenzy, but they don't have blocks. So you got to be careful of that. And then the big guy for the Norse is the Yeti slash uh, Snow Troll, um, who is. You know, five movement, five strength. So they're pretty strong, uh, pretty good. Uh, I mean, five plus agility, so not really great agility. Armor is pretty good, but they have claw, which is really nice because you can bust armor easily. They have disturbing presence, um, frenzy, loner, and unchanged fury. So essentially, or unchanneled fury, sorry. Um, and so essentially, they're, you know, they get to like bash things. They get to push things. They get to go crazy on the field, and that's why they're great. And then that's the Norse. So they're half-naked men running around on the field and hitting people in the face with uh, blocks and throws, and they're fun. And I name all of mine after some sort of penis joke because I'm an adult and I'm mature. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you're, you're a big dick boy, so. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, their their downsides are they have low armor and a uh, uh, lot a lot of frenzy. Frenzy can screw you over sometimes if you don't plan correctly as the player throwing the blocks. So you got to be aware of that. But that's the Norse team, and like I said, they're pretty much just running around in in uh, glorified speedos and helmets. That's really it. Yeah, awesome. Kind of like a. John Cena in the first episode of Peacemaker. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you want a visual representation of a Norse player in Blood Bowl, John Cena in the first episode of Peacemaker. <laughs> to a lot of people's delights, I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot more teams on there. Uh, and, like, I don't want to spend any more time talking about them in depth. But there's, like, stuff like Amazon Team, which is, like, kind of like a Norse team, but, like, Amazons. And Chaos Dwarves and... Uh, tomb kings which are like your uh skeleton egyptian uh mummy uh undead vampires vampires um orcs and ogres and all those types of us so there's like a lot of really fun fantasy races inside of the game that are just have all different types of way and play and so they're really cool yeah awesome man i mean amazon teams though i i would imagine they're they're into snoo snoo uh <laughs> They are they are a go to uh, team for one of our one of the guys that plays with us. Uh, he just loves them. Um, they have dodge as like a thing, so they're really good at running away. 
Um, and they're pretty much wearing the same attire that the uh, Norse team is wearing, but theirs is, you know, uh, they, they have top bits covering up their bits. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad for that. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for giving me a rundown around the teams. Um, I think you had some tales from from the the field, from the battlefield that you wanted to share, though. And I'm I'm gonna try and match you with whatever I can come up with from my my many years of watching NFL football. So yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let All right. Get- so the first story uh, was the uh, first game I played in this most recent season. Um, one of my wolf verners, the werewolf guys on my team of the Norse, um, he, uh, one of the, the guy I was playing against was playing, I think it was what elves. It was a very pass heavy team. Uh, and he was going to throw this ball across the field mm-hmm. um, to essentially get over what we had started calling my uh, Norse team's tactic of um, uh man meat orgy was my uh, tactic for most of the season <laughs> jesus yeah i would just throw all of my players in the center and essentially do it just a giant giant mass block throw tackle zone until something happened um uh, so this guy he was like well i don't and he was playing his team correctly he was playing what else he's like i don't want to deal with that so he took his thrower and he was going to throw across the field to one of his catchers and uh when that happens you have the chance to intercept uh as the opposing player and you can you you get to select one player to do it. And normally you pick a player with really high agility, right? And I picked uh, and being said, all of my players were pretty much the exact same because they were either standing in zones of other people to make it harder uh, for them to catch. And so pretty much everybody on my team had a six plus. So that needed which meant I needed a six on a six sided die to catch the ball. So I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll pick this Wolf Werner who is a like blitzer, strong hitting guy. There's no possible way he's going to uh, catch this ball. Well, he caught the ball um, and then proceeded to bash his way out of the, the man meat orgy uh, cluster I had made and then run it in for a touchdown. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that's so ridiculous. I don't even know what I can come up with. <laughs> so essentially, the little guys somehow plowed through all the massive men and still. Oh no no gore. no! He's no he's a massive man that seem how somehow caught a ball like I. It's kind of like if I maybe correct me. I can help here. It's like my idea is like if a like the center right centers are usually really big dudes uh, right okay. yeah yeah or maybe not a center maybe like a lineman or uh uh a uh this is where my one of the guys that does a lot of tackling like his job is to go around and try to tackle people right uh, okay i i i got you now yeah yeah so, that's 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 that there was this defensive tackle um the defensive tackle in american football usually lines up in the middle on the defensive line. Oftentimes he's the most massive dude on the field. Um, There was this guy who played that position named William the Refrigerator Perry. And he was nicknamed that because he weighed 335 pounds and was one of the largest dudes in the NFL at the time. Um, 
except he actually scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And not only is he the heaviest player to score a touchdown at his weight, at you know, for the time, anyways, he's still the heaviest player in the league's history to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And he has the largest Super Bowl ring size at size 25. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think he, he fits that pretty well. Actually, it's funny you say that because it just made me think of another story. Very similar. Um, yeah. So to that refrigerator thing, being the big guy, getting it into a touchdown. Um, one of the uh, mechanics in the game is that when you do a kickoff, you get a kickoff event. And kickoff events can be something from like a weather change to uh, your team getting an extra reroll um, or uh, a... Um, rock being thrown from the uh, the from the fans and hitting a player and knocking them out, killing them, injuring them, something along those lines. Um, and one of the things that can happen though is that your ball can get kicked off fields, and then you can essentially give it to a player. And a tactic in some teams, like the the Nurgle team, who have a very big big guy, like he's really hard to kill, uh, is essentially instead of giving it to your runner or somebody who you normally do. You give it to your big guy because he's so hard to take down that essentially he slowly moves his way up the field and is just like shrugging off blocks and tackles because he doesn't care. That's what I imagine that that's what that story just reminded me of. So, yeah, that, that also <laughs> reminds me of in the movie The Replacements with Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman and others. There's this fat fucking Samoan wrestler guy who they get to play on the team. And he catches a ball on accident and <laughs> runs it in for a touchdown. And the coach is telling the other coach is telling his guys to jump on his back. <laughs> and they're all just piling on to his back and can't bring him down until he falls into the end zone. So, yep, that's that's pretty much what happens. Only uh, <laughs> sometimes it, it's kind of hard sometimes, like when you're doing that, because I've, I've played against that where it's just like, oh, I cannot physically stop this player from moving like i don't have enough dudes to like be able to stand next to him <laughs> yeah, yeah i i can imagine yeah, yeah. um all right another story um this one's kind of fun uh so happened recently um where i'm trying to remember this correctly i tried to find the video and i couldn't seem to find it um and it wasn't loading their playback but one of our guys um Got his dude, got one guy in the end zone. And his team, he, he was playing a chaos team, and their team isn't really big on passing, right? They're big on hitting people, knocking them down, uh, getting them off the field to make their ball moving easier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he took one of his chaos warriors, who's a real big, strong dude, uh, big armor, big punches, that type of stuff, right? Uh, he got put in the end zone, and he got the ball thrown to him, okay? And the ball... Uh, it was a inaccurate pass, so it got thrown out of bounds. And in Blood Bowl, if the ball gets thrown out of bounds, very similar to what happens if a player gets thrown out of bounds. Uh, it, the game doesn't stop. The fans essentially go, no, keep playing, and they pick the ball up and they throw it back in, right? And so what happened was this guy threw the ball. It was an inaccurate pass. It went out of bounds. Then it got thrown back in bounds, and then the player that it was originally going to uh, caught the ball and scored a touchdown. 
And it's <laughs> such a ridiculous thing that happened. It was just like watching it, like essentially bounce, hit the guy, bounce out, then get thrown back in right into that guy's hands. My God. Okay. <laughs> well, in the NFL, it's illegal to, I think, play the ball whatsoever. I th- once it goes out of bounds, that's pretty much it, and the play is dead. And, right. You know, then they go on to the next play. But in one of the sequels to NFL Blitz, you could absolutely kind of ping pong the ball almost <laughs> off the sideline and dive and try and catch it, and it was just complete chaos. There was also the Arena Football League, which I don't think exists anymore. I don't think it does either, actually. It, it did for a while back when we were in high school, and then I think they brought it back for a little bit. I, it, it, it comes and goes. But, um, you know, for those who don't know, arena football is played, as you can imagine, indoors. But they it's like a shorter field. There's a bunch of, you know, different rules to ramp the scoring up. And what they have, too, is like boards on the sidelines instead of just empty space where the players are. Um, but there's boards there like there is in hockey. And so guys will just get fucking knocked over the boards and shit (laughs) the same thing i mean once they go out of bounds it's over but it's a little more entertaining than the play just being finished and then then moving on instead you get to see a guy get creamed over the fucking boards (laughs) always fun yeah um so funny thing you actually talked about arena football uh one my uh director at work uh her brother actually played I'm remembering correctly for the Los Angeles kiss uh, arena football team. Oh yeah. Um, and he was, he's pretty successful. Now he, now he coaches, a, uh, now he coaches a, a team here in uh, Colorado. So that, that may be the best fucking just before the games, even starting emasculating name for the other team. <laughs> playing the kiss. <laughs> I mean, when, you know, the band leaders uh, or when the managers of the team or the owners of the team are uh, Gene Simmons and um, Paul Stanley, I mean, yeah, you got to call him the kiss, right? Of course, that's what they were going to call it. But man, fuck, we lost to the kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, So last uh, Blood Bowl story, I guess, uh, and this is more of a generic one. Um, I've talked about, uh, players getting injured and stuff like that. Um, I think some of the goofiest deaths slash injuries, cause they happen a lot. And I, mm-hmm. and, we, and Jesse and I just checked this before the, um, the podcast. And I don't want to make light of anyone. Uh, the, uh, w- one guy that unfortunately has died in the, and, uh, an NFL game. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, guys have died in this game before. Yeah. Other levels too so yeah it happens but yeah this is, now, this is fantasy football yeah exactly making the, this fantasy football stuff is funny and goofy um so i just wanted to be clear on that is that i'm not making light of anything like that um in fantasy football and blood bowl um i had a cruxagor uh which is like a giant uh lizard like just think of like a dinosaur humanoid lizard type thing um and it was my very first match. He's a very big part of my this the Lizardman team, um, kind of 
stance and structure, he's like the center point. Like he's he's important on that line of scrimmage. Oh, wow. um, first game I played, I went to throw a block with him, and he has strength. Uh, he has strength five. He's really strong. There's guys standing around him that are really strong. He's ready to go. He rolls three dice. All of them come up as ones. Okay. And I was like, cool. Well, that's dumb. Very first block I threw of the first mat round. I rolled a, I was like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to attempt to reroll. I attempt to reroll. It works. I roll okay. three more ones. So now I've rolled six ones in a row, essentially, uh, for this specific thing. He gets knocked down on his ass. I say, fine, whatever. The other guy goes, he plays fine. Next round, I go, okay, everyone's in a pretty good space. Everyone still can throw some blocks. I'm going to get my crux score up. He stands up. Awesome. He doesn't go bonehead. He doesn't go loner. Wonderful. I have him throw a blitz, too. So he stands up and throws a blitz. He rolls three ones again. I was like, well, damn, this really sucks. So I have him re-roll it again. He passes his loner check and rolls three ones again, gets knocked down. And then the other guy at this point has been able to push all my guys around and stuff like that. He fouls my Cruxagore and kills him on the uh, on the essentially was effectively the uh, fourth round of the game. So he's, he's dead. Just dead. He's... Just dead. And he's a very expensive. He costs 140k in the game, so uh -huh. he's he's very expensive player to have. Uh, and like I said, he's kind of a linchpin to like the structure of the particular team I was playing. Uh -huh. So yeah, it was a pain. <laughs> Uh, you got to be careful with those big free agent contracts, man. They they can come back to bite you. But uh, well, I don't think anyone has had this bad of you know a and I don't even want to say an injury. I mean, you killed a guy. But, uh, <laughs> I didn't kill a guy. Somebody else killed a guy. You killed somebody both guys. Somebody else killed your guy. Sorry. I mean, I've killed a lot of other players, to be clear. A lot of players. So you had that one coming, maybe. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> well, none of this is going to be that bad, but I think some of the more gruesome injuries that have happened uh, usually happen to the quarterback, the guy who gets hit you know, more than anyone else on the team, probably. Um, one of whom was Dak Prescott, um, which was, he's currently the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. This was a couple of years ago. Uh, he was scrambling, uh, as he was tackled, his right leg tucked underneath his body at an unnatural angle. And the appearance was that his foot snapped. Prescott suffered a compound ankle fracture and dislocation. Um, and he missed the rest of that season. Um, another one uh, was Alex Smith, who doesn't play anymore, but at the time he played for what is now called the Washington Commanders, although I liked Washington football team a lot more. Um, <laughs> he was trying to run away from the defenders, uh, but two guys got it to him in the backfield and brought him down and his right leg 
snapped out of place. Uh, he suffered a spiral and compound, compound fracture to his right tibia and fibula. Smith took nearly two years to return, uh, which he did, but before that, he had to have 17 surgeries due to complications with the injury, which included a life-threatening bacterial infection. Jeez. Yeah. 17 surgeries. That's fucking crazy. I, ah, man, I just keep, like, you just keep talking and it just cringes me out so bad. <laughs> I only have one more, but this is probably the most infamous one that I think most people think of um, when they imagine a really gruesome NFL injury. Uh, this was Joe Theismann, um, who is a very accomplished quarterback. Also, interestingly enough, for the Washington <laughs> Commanders, uh, they went by a different name back then, um, but he too was getting sacked. Um, his right leg was caught underneath him and it bent at the wrong angle. And when I say the wrong angle, Michael, I mean the absolute worst angle. Um, and it was a compound fracture of his tibia and fibula and he was 36 at the time but he never played another game after that that's the uh injury from the movie the blind or they talk about in the movie blindside right yeah 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 that one's gross i don't ew no yeah i don't uh. <laughs> so no one on this list died uh no one thankfully has died in the nfl for a long time but you see some shit you wish you shouldn't you had <laughs> beforehand. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Good times. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I got, man. In terms of you know trying to counter one of your players actually <laughs> getting massacred and killed on the field. I mean, it happens all the time. It's. It's only that that one was particularly bad because it was a very expensive player. Um, yeah. Usually when it's like I, I even in the most recent league, um, I had a, a lineman die, but he had like no he had no experience, no star player points is what it's called. Uh, yeah. And he was just a lineman. And I was just like, whatever, he's dead. I'll just have to come up with a new uh, euthanism for <laughs> penis <laughs> like that's whatever it's it's. Yeah, it's when you lose a player like you're. Um, I think one of my friends or one of the other guys in the league lost both of his um, war dancers uh, on the uh, Wood Elf team, which are like beefed up blitzers um, in the sense they're really good, really strong players. And he lost both of them in one match, which really sucks. Wow. So, yeah, uh, and they are not cheap either. So, yeah. But that's that's the way of Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl is one of those games that's like absolutely rage inducing, rage inducing. Um, Lindsay uh, says it's it's funny listening to me play it because she's like you I can hear you yelling like through the walls and like closes the door because uh, <laughs> it just you get so passionate and angry is mostly it. Oh well, something you now have in common with NFL fans, Michael. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. I, I know the rage when your team's not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> you have lived it. You you found it in a different way. But you found that pure, unadulterated rage that <laughs> fan feels and exactly feels embarrassed about later. <laughs> oh, I'm not embarrassed about it. It's funny to me. Uh, okay, so you're not quite there yet. All right. Yeah. 
but yeah that's i mean that's blood bowl it's a fun game uh i definitely recommend if you um if it sounds semi-interesting or you know you want to uh there it's on pc uh, blood bowl 2 is a pretty solid game um blood bowl 3 is coming out shortly so yeah it's worth it yeah man it's it definitely sounds like they put some thought into the team building aspect of the game which i appreciate and i also always admire when you have kind of a roster or a league of teams where um the game rewards you for playing to that team's strengths rather than all of them being cookie cutter in the same so i to me that's i think a sign to something that was well made yeah i mean there's a reason that people kept playing it after games workshop stopped like supporting it and then essentially because of those people uh-huh. continuing to support it it's been able to come back in video game and now is coming back in a new tabletop iteration so yeah wow crazy yeah well it was fun man i yeah i, I appreciated this <laughs> again i'm happy i like being able to talk about nerdy stuff that's also semi-related to sports stuff i don't get to interact with you guys when you have those conversations all the time so no you you weren't sitting looking at your phone for most of the time so this was was progress yeah perfect well uh i think we can wrap it up here jesse if you're okay with that yeah i I think we should stop now before we start to bore you on a sports related topic so (laughs) let's let's go out on a high note perfect i was getting worried about that all right Perfect. Thank you so much for listening to Hit the Reel, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. We try to get this podcast out weekly, usually on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays, depending on how much I'm doing that weekend. Um, And uh, if we got something wrong, um, I probably got some facts about Blood Bowl wrong. I feel like I did probably said some things incorrectly or uh, stats something. Uh, So please don't roast me too hard. Um, But Feel free to email us anyways at hitTheRealPodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hitTheRealPodcast at gmail.com. I'm also probably going to put this podcast up in that uh, league I played with recently and let them listen to it and make fun of me for all the things I got wrong. So it'll be great. Um, And uh, feel free to also take a look at our Patreon in the description of the episode. Uh, We'd love the support. But like always, hey. Hey.